I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Comics. Hey everyone, this is Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. And this is Liam, the the languishing, lascivious Liam of Langley. Wow, that was extremely illiterate of you. Well, I try. We are the hosts of The Comic Box, part of the geek to geek podcast network. So, join us. Bop, bop. Oh, yeah. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 85 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today I'm very excited to be rejoined by Nick Kelly from not only the Geek Wolfpack podcast, but now the Happy Hour from the Tower podcast. How you doing, Nick? I am outstanding, man. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. We did a full interview with you on episode 50, so we're not going to re-grill you on all the same stuff. You're on but five. I know, crazy, huh? <laughs> I didn't believe it until I saw it, but yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Good job. i got to start figuring out what I'm going to do for episode 100, because I do want to do something big, but I have I have no idea what. So we'll, we'll have to brainstorm. But uh, we talked to you on episode 50. Um, what have you been up to since then? Oh my God! Uh, when was it? Was that uh, how many months ago was that? I should say because it's it's been nonstop. Um, the Geek Wolfpack podcast is is going strong. We're on episode forty, which is our Happy Birthday America episode. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, it's not for everybody. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> we were we were at Virginia Beach, and if you know anything about Virginia Beach, uh, the the great debate down there is all about the uh, naval base. Okay. So there's the Norfolk. Uh, it's where it's a shipyard. It's where they build a lot of the the, the naval vessels, and um, a lot of the bumper stickers down there are I heart jet noise, because all day long the fighter jets are going back and forth from the base, and so it, it's the you know, are you ruining my beach experience by having fighter jets fly by all day long, or is it you know this is the price you pay for freedom as some people would say, right? Uh, uh-huh. it's more for your other podcast, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so there's a little background noise in it, but, but that one was, that was fun. We've been, uh, we've been hitting a lot of cons. So con season started up for us, um, as early as, as January and January is my all time favorite, um, convention, which is Magfest. Mm-hmm. and, uh, music and games is essentially what it is. So it, it's half a retro gaming festival combined with, um, 
live bands doing video game music combined with um, tabletop gaming and a vendor area that's ridiculous and, and uh, guests from everywhere on the planet. Um, and, and, and T. Morris, my co-host on Happy Hour from the Tower, uh, along with my son, Brandon, who is not joining me right now, but uh, shout out to both of them. I'm not even hitting the bell. That's how I'm, I'm trying to be respectful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, T and I got a chance to do a couple of panels there, and it was it was really funny. Um, the first was uh, we were joined by a guy named Robert Aldrich, who's an interesting dude. It was on Thursday afternoon at 3, and you would think nobody would be there by then, but it mm-hmm. was. We had 150 people easy. Oh, wow. And it was all on storytelling and video games. So we each picked an old, older video game and a newer video game and then said, this is what we like about the stories and this is what's effective about the stories in each of those. And then we went to see Robert on a different panel the next day. And he had watched every episode of every season of every version of the Transformers and then the top 20. (laughs) <laughs> wow that's that's commitment because seriously there is so much transformer content out there it's crazy it's not all good is what he basically was no saying. no not at all <laughs> so yeah so that was an experience and then um and then our 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 last panel was 11 o'clock p.m on saturday night which you know the room's going to be full anyways mm-hmm. but t does a uh uh, a presentation called the big score, which is the history of soundtracks in science fiction. And he goes, he starts all the way back with silent with not, uh, with, um, um, Metropolis and, and, and Dracula. And, and then he brings it all the way up to the present, right. With cool uh-huh. stuff like wonder woman. But we do an offshoot of that called slightly off key, which is terrific soundtracks to terrible movies. Oh no. <laughs> we did that at 11 o'clock. Saturday night. <laughs> That's a good time slot for that. Oh my god, we had so much feedback. We we usually bring a a, a box full of like prizes, so when people get a, get a, a movie right or they ask a question or whatever, and we were a cupboard was dry by the end of that because <laughs> everybody had something that they wanted to talk about. That's awesome. Oh, it was great. Uh, and then we did uh, Awesome Con, which is in its fifth year, and Awesome Con, uh, I believe, was in April. And uh, T did the big score at that, and it was standing room only, which was which was great. It was at the um, uh, the DC convention center, so it was a huge. It's where they do World of Wheels and all this other cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did our first East Coast meetup for uh, the Nerd Out app at that event. Nice. It was a lot of yeah, it was a lot of fun. Been doing a lot with that. I'm sure we talk about that for the whole show, but um, but that was uh, that was year five, and, and one of the interesting highlights from that was it was it was just a couple of days after Adam West had passed away. Oh. And they they had a section of the floor uh, where they had a stand-up, um, you know, 3D uh, area that was basically, you know, a, a, say, you you know, um, you know, write your tribute. And, and then mm. they had Sharper, Sharpies and the rest of it was just white and everybody went and either drew a picture or signed it or said, you know, said their farewells. And, and it was cool because, I mean, even the guests, Stan Lee... Uh, Barrowman, uh, everybody who was there did the same. They all at some point came out and signed it, so that was pretty cool. That is, that's awesome. It's and it's a, a tribute to um, how well loved he was by his fans. I think that's and and what an impact he had on on kind of the fan community as a whole because he was very accessible. Oh yeah, he was very accessible to his his fandom and uh, and I think he I think he just. There was something about him that just like a lot of a lot of actors when they get a part that kind of 
pigeonholes them. They get very bitter and angry, and and people love the role, but but they start to not like the actor. And he's like the complete opposite. He was like, let's see how much cheesier I can get, because this is what people want, and this is what they're they're eating up. So I'm gonna go out there and do more of it. And I think that's just awesome. Yeah, there were there were some amazing stories. We did a we did an episode pretty much uh, where that was you know the the, the main topic. Uh, and you had a you had a guest on a previous episode, the magician. Yes. Talking about, he had a great story about meeting Adam West that I thought was really cool. Yeah, John Armstrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy, by the way, that guy was gold. That guy was a great interview. Yeah, he was, well, he was, he again, and I've, I've mentioned them on lots and lots of podcasts. I got them through, uh, Barbara and Bryant Dillon, um, through Fanbase Press. And all their people are wonderful. Like everybody that they represent is wonderful. No, that's great. Well, we started, I talked Ellen to letting me start doing interviews for Nerd Out. So, Hopefully we'll get the right people on and uh, you know get a signal boost going for them. I saw I saw that and that's that's awesome. We're gonna have to talk a little bit more about that and see how we can uh, help you out with that because I mean I I love the Nerd Out app and I love L and I think uh, you know yeah we'll make we'll talk I, about that in a little bit. I have to listen to the latest episode of Dumbbells because she's on it and I haven't listened to it yet. I know I just saw I just <laughs> saw on Facebook her and Mandy and Kenny got together and talked about their favorite things. And I, I just commented on Facebook like literally 10 minutes ago. Um, I don't know how I'm going to be able to deal with this episode because it's like three of my favorite people that I know are going to be talking about some of my favorite things. I may just explode. Well, I did tell her uh, that you were picking up uh, 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 a certain package for me from San Diego Comic. I'm trying not to say it because Brandon doesn't know about it yet. Um, but I did tell her that I would send her duct tape and rope so that she could get me the cast of the Defenders. That, I thought that would be very nice. <laughs> I'm excited about. Well, I mean, we'll we'll talk a little bit about what I'm I'm planning to do on on uh, down in Comic Con. It's one of those things where this episode will go out the Monday after Comic Con, which okay. means we're going to be time traveling a little bit here, which is what we talked about with T two weeks ago. So, yeah, right. um, I think she but, could, yeah. Mike Coulter. He's a big dude, but you know, Elle's tough. Yeah, I think he could. I, I, well, I think she, she won't like. It's not a direct attack. I think she'll just kind of charm them and, you know, get them excited about nerdy things, and then when they're distracted, you know, knock them over the head with. Over. Yep, that's her. Emo. <laughs> with her boxes of of paraphernalia that she has to haul around everywhere because she's got to promote her her app because people aren't just naturally like. <laughs> Well, using let me say it's an amazing resource. So having hit every one of these, uh, a couple cons I talked about, a couple, uh, one more that I definitely want to mention. We, the 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 reaction to the Nerd Out app, which I know you, you've you've had L on previously. You talked about the Nerd Out app previously, uh, and essentially for anybody who's this is the first thing ever that they've listened to, which I highly doubt. Um, it's a it's a fan driven app. You go in, you pick the city that you happen to be in, and there's a calendar, and it's all things nerdy and geeky that are happening in town. Whether it's a Harry Potter trivia night, or it's geeks who drink, or it's a book signing, it, whatever it happens to be, it's all in the app. Mm-hmm. And everybody who we, we we show this to, they're all like, "Oh, where's this been? Like, I know you, right? Like, I like it so much. I'm the freaking blog editor now. Like, I, I don't know how that happened, but it happened. So, and that's been almost that's been six months already. Oh my god." Wow. Dude, that's crazy. Um, but one of the places where we where, where we were promoting the app was a brand new con called Blurred Con, uh, B L E R D. Yeah, and it it stands for Black Nerd. It, it, and apparently, I guess you know, it used to be a derogatory term, but so did nerd, right? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the first time con. It's in Northern Virginia, just outside of DC. 
And it was a celebration of absolute diversity for anything. Didn't matter. Uh, gender, uh, identity, uh, color, it doesn't matter. There was a, um, a Sikh Captain America. Oh, wow. Oh, so good. Uh, there was a, a veteran there who was in a wheelchair, so he, he does a combination of Iron Man and a mermaid. So he does Iron Mermaid. So his legs nice. are up so that he's in the wheelchair. And, and, and all of that. There was a guy who does Bishop. Guy, he's at Bishop Cosplay, Bishop from the X-Men, who was just spot on. And, and everybody, it was just, it was that vibe of, man, everybody is welcome here. Everybody is, it doesn't matter who you are, what you think about yourself, what you think about other people, it's all good. And, and we did a panel on, actually, your topic, the geekitude, uh, being a better geek, right? Or as I, I was describing it to people as, yeah, it's awesome that you can go into Target and get a Captain America shirt now, or that Spider-Man is going to make a kajillion dollars, mm. but you... Don't turn around and be like, man, I was I was reading Spider-Man before you were ever born. You're not a real fan. You can't let your geekdom turn you into a bully. Yeah. And we had we had T, we had myself, we had Brandon, we had uh, a, one of Brandon's classmates. Uh, and then we had my buddy Nerd Gaines, uh, Colby, who his whole thing is very much like Kenny, which is, um, you know, straight up be a geek, but also, you know, people who don't think geeks can be fit, there's a lesson for you. And, and here it is, right? Right. <laughs> so, and he's huge. But he knew every anime character in the con, and he would just stop and be like, "Oh, I got you, girl. You're such and such." And, and it was, it was everybody was so like just happy to be recognized and and uh, and promote sort of you know the the, the just that you know, harmony that you get when you're you're vibing with somebody on uh, something that you both like. So it was it was, it was really really fun, and, and we're looking forward to um, to going back to that one. The the surprise of that was we ran into. Some friends that that, uh, that Stacia and I know from from years ago when she was a fitness competitor, um, who are now stunt professionals. Oh wow! Yeah, and they did a whole thing talking about we're not daredevils. This is how you stay safe when you're doing stunt work. Um, uh-huh. but it was it was tales from, you know, anything that you could think of. Like they were all in Fast Eight, right? The one guy got T-boned by the Batmobile. Like it was all these great stories, and you're like, oh man, I'm so That's glad awesome. you guys decided, let's do a two-hour workshop on stunt work. So. That was that was a, a riot, and I know I wrote that up somewhere. So uh, we have a blurred count recap on the Geek Wolfpack podcast too. That's awesome. Um, the it's funny. The other day, uh, a former student who's like I don't know, only a year or two out of out of high school, uh, came back to visit us, and it's always fun when when students come back and you know they're adults now and and they're um, you know telling you about what they've been up to. And he's a stunt man. And I'm like, like, and that's not what I would have pegged for him. <laughs> you know, I'd like, it just, you know, never would have crossed my mind. And we're like, well, what are you, what are you doing right now? And he's like, I can't tell you. The only thing I can tell you is it's coming out in the fall on Netflix. And I'm like, well, oh. there's two things coming out in the fall on Netflix that could use stunt people. And that's either Defenders or, uh, Stranger Things part or yeah, Stranger Things part yeah. two. And so I'm like, hmm, we're going to have to look at credits because that's kind of exciting. And uh, the other teacher that was sitting next to me, we're talking, I'm a huge Defenders fan. And I, I love Stranger Things, too, but he is, like, all in on Stranger Things. And, um, and which is, so. Which is fantastic, but I'm like you. I am so, so chomping at the bit for Defenders. Yeah, it's going to be so great. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. But so, yeah, so both of us are kind of like, you know, I hope it's I'm like, I hope it's Defenders. He's like, I hope it's Stranger Things. And I'm like, well, maybe it's both. You yeah. never know. <laughs> the um, 
Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil, his only East Coast appearance this summer is at Boston Comic-Con. So uh, nothing close, which right. bums me out to the nth degree. And my friend who's going to that hit me up this week and said, oh, by the way, uh, Rhode Island Comic-Con is like right after that. And John Bernthal just signed up for that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> do I have to I either have to uh, annex New England and just get it off of the map so that these guys have to come to, to D.C.? Or uh, someone's gonna have to buy me an autograph. I don't know, but it's, it's I'm so bummed of it. Like of all the people that we have coming down here, and we have a lot. We're very we're very spoiled in DC in terms of how many cons we have. But yeah, the fact that the defenders will not be out here bums me out. But they will be at San Diego Comic Con, which you keep hinting that you're going to for what number? What year number is this for you? I, it's in the 20s somewhere. I wish I could give an accurate <laughs> year, but I don't remember when I started. I, I found a ticket stub the other day when I was going through boxes that was like from uh, the 90s. So it's been it's been a while. Man, it's been a while. I I, mean, I went when it was like 60 bucks for the entire weekend, and you'd walk in the door, you'd go to a little kiosk and buy your tickets for the following year, and you were done. You know, there was no waiting online to get tickets. There was no extra crowds. <laughs> you'd have to get in line really early, like seven. 715 to get into hall h it was pretty it was pretty rough back then we have come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> we really have i remember the one year and it was it was twilight like twilight is the is the game changer the year that twilight happened it was already starting to get crowded and pop culture but that's when it became the convention for everyone and you had all of these people who were used to being you know i don't i don't like to harp on on stereotypes but some of them exist for a reason and there were a lot of socially unadjusted nerds walking around going, what are all these 14 year old girls doing here? I don't understand what's happening. And, and the thing is, is it's like, I, I kind of understand where they're coming from because I hate twilight, hate it. Like I think as a franchise, it's terrible, but I have been schooled by some of my students as to, you know, I don't practice what I preach or hadn't because I made fun of Twilight for years and just bagged on people who liked it. And they're like, it's our fandom. It's what we enjoy. And I'm like, oh, man, you're going to play that card. And they have every right to be there. You know, it's it's urban fantasy. It's, it's no my, different than the Dresden Files or something else. It's just, you know, the quality of that is not what I prefer. I love the Dresden Files. Love Dresden Files. And so, so my one asterisk was the same thing. We were talking about, um, you know, not ripping on anybody else about. Any, I said, but here's my only exception, and I'm sorry, it's my character flaw. I can't get past it. Uh, ben Affleck in red fetish leather is not my daredevil. So, hashtag <laughs> not my daredevil. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only exception. You guys can you love whatever you want to love. Uh, uh, you know, mortal instruments or. Or Twilight, if you want to love Twilight, I don't. It, I, I'm I'm not. I don't watch Game of Thrones, and I'm not into Harry Potter. So maybe I'm not the geek that I like to think I am. But you know what? Just I know my Daredevil. Did you, Did you watch the uh, director's cut? Because I've heard the director's cut is is far and away better than the original film. Uh, did they cut 90 minutes out of it? I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, if anybody who loved that movie, awesome. But I. No, it's just not it's just not for me. I understand. You know, Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry said a man's got to know his limitations, and that's my limitation. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's walk, let's let's specifically talk about this past week and and what we've been geeking out about, and then we'll talk. We'll we'll go back and talk a little bit more specifically about uh, comic conventions and, and okay. what we're going to be doing at the ones coming up. Um, 
So I, I hesitated to put this down this week because I've watched one episode, but I, I think it's probably where we're going for the next couple of weeks, especially since we're just about ready to leave. Well, if you're listening to this, I am already in London. Um, but uh, we we picked up uh, Supergirl again. We we stopped around episode 11 of the first season because our TiVo went wonky and we lost it. And it's one of those things where I don't understand why, I mean, I do, but I don't. They're so worried about making money off of you that they don't make it accessible to pick up episodes when you lose them. And it it turned me off to the the full rest of the season because it's like, well, I don't want to miss an episode and not know what's going on. So I, uh, we we stopped. There are very few standalone Supergirl episodes. It's very much a, it, it, you know, it all builds on. It's like the Flash. There's, you know, everything builds on what happened the week before, and that's and that's what happened. So we stopped watching that. We really didn't like Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I've been told that I need to give it a second chance, but um, we started watching Flash and Arrow this year, and then it got to the four part crossover. I had no idea what was going on, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> well, now I'm not watching Arrow or Flash because I haven't caught up on any of these other shows. So I kind of just looked at Matt and I was like, we have to get through at least Supergirl. Legends of Tomorrow is like the last in the four part arc so maybe if we don't know what's going on with everything else we can figure it out or we can just read the wikipedia episode guide or something but um but i think we need to at least get through supergirl because we did enjoy it we didn't hate it um and i heard it got a lot of a lot better second season so i'm on board with that uh opinion i think second season it really hit its stride. any and and any chance that you get to put supergirl and uh and barry allen uh uh-huh. same TV screen. Oh my god, it's like uh, can I just adopt you two right now? You're like the cutest little kid <laughs> in the rest of my life. There's one yeah, point. Yeah, no, they're awesome. There's one point where um uh and it's not a spoiler, I promise, but it, there's a moment where <laughs> when Barry Allen brings her ice cream and when you get to that moment you'll be like, "Oh, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life." It's so silly. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good but show. so yeah, we liked it. But I, I hesitate to say we're going back to it because we watched one episode because literally nothing else is. We're we're in that independent in between time when a lot of our shows aren't on. You're wrong. I'm wrong. You're wrong. What am I missing? There is a show that you need to be watching and it's on tonight. All right, let me know. Killjoys. Killjoys is it premiering this week or is it? This is uh, episode. This is season three, episode three. And all you need to know is it's three snarky bounty hunters in space. You can pick No, I've seen season pick. one, and I'm trying to remember if I've seen season two. But if I haven't seen season two, maybe we'll go back and see that, because I think that... Here's the thing. My in-laws are staying with us. They've here's moved the out thing. to... Here's the thing. Um, my in-laws are staying with us. They moved out to Palm Springs permanently two weeks ago. But their house is not livable yet. So... Um, I have had this situation with my in-laws where no matter what we are watching, the one episode that has the most violence or the most sex is the episode that they watch with us. Like, it just never fails. Like, the one episode... because And they don't care about, like, starting a series at the beginning. Like, right, they're right. just, we'll watch whatever you watch. 
And so, like, we're watching The Walking Dead, which I already know is going to be violent and whatever, but, you you know, they can handle it. Of course, it's not any episode. It's the Look at the Flowers episode. Oh! Like, that is the episode that they started on. My, like, we, we were watching an episode, we were watching um, no, a show. No, anything but that. Yeah, we were watching a show called Looking. It's, um like, I don't know if you've heard of um, Girls, I think, was on HBO. Yeah, yeah, Lena Dunham. Yeah, and they had um, kind of a gay version of that called Looking. And, you know, it's got sex. It's got drug references and whatever, but it's not that bad. The one episode we watched is like hardcore anal right there. It's like, oh. <laughs> like it just never fails. Mom, can I top off your coffee? That'd be awesome. Let me get out of the room, please. Anything, but, right? <laughs> it's just so awkward. Girl, at any point in time, because you're not going to go over the top with violence or sex on that show with, with parental units in the room. It's and that's what exactly that's it exactly that's why i looked at him and like here's here's something that we can watch pretty safely and not worry about what's going on i, I and, put flash and arrow in the same category exactly and but we were we can't watch flash and arrow in my mind until we catch up with supergirl and so <laughs> kill killjoys i think we could do we want to do we really want to do um american gods but we're afraid that that's going to end up in the same realm of awkwardness that we don't want to deal with so we'll wait I, until we get back from our cruise to I'd watch wait on that one and I, I I would not watch Legion with anybody else in the room either. That's another one that's... Oh, that's another one I want to see. But yeah, um, let me put that down because I will forget. Yeah, Keep right next to the breakdown, do not multitask. Because <laughs> half the time you'd be like, did somebody say that? Or he did he did his lips move? Or was he just thinking that? And then he was thinking that in somebody other, some of the other characters' voices. Oh, and then so all funny. of a sudden Jerome from Flight of the Concord shows up and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Am I watching? But yeah, but Killjoys is awesome. And, and a shout out to, um, you know, they're one of the shows like Defiance was on Sci-Fi where a lot of the cast members will live tweet during an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, Tom Allison, who plays Pre on Killjoys, and I have been back and forth the last couple of weeks, and he is just a stitch. He's a, just a riot. That's cool. Yes. Um, we we have been watching and staying caught up to Orphan Black because it's been a little bit violent this season, but we've been able to handle it. Uh, and I love that show. And um, Who's your favorite one? I think it's got to be Allison. Allison is a nut job. <laughs> I love Allison. Like I, I love, I love the fact that she's just so uber Stepford that, like it is, it is everything that has gone wrong with Parenthood as far as I'm concerned. Oh my God, there are times when you just watch that, and I have to turn to station and go. This is really all one actress, right? They didn't. Oh, I forget all the time. People have said that her mom can't always remember that she's watching her daughter in all these different parts. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry that it's the last season, but I'm excited that they're going to actually have a chance to, to close it out. Now I'm hearing rumors of like spinoffs and other, other things. So. so speaking of closing things out, are we, we are um, sad, but pleasantly satisfied that they are going to wrap up sense eight. I'm so happy. And T broke that to me. Like I had no idea. I hadn't seen anything on it. I, when I hit when I hit the summer, I, social media is not in my realm of existence. Okay. <laughs> so I'm really bad at at like Facebook and and Twitter during uh, during my my off season. But uh, and I don't know what that says about my job that I have more time to Facebook and Twitter on. Uh, <laughs> You're stuck with it. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yep. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I didn't know that, but I'm very happy that at least it'll get wrapped up because I hate just these like cliffhanger endings that never go anywhere. It's just, it's demoralizing. Yeah. The, the, one of the first times I, I saw 
that get remedied was uh, with Person of Interest, mm-hmm. which was which is a really good show. And working in information security, which is what I do for a living, um, a lot of times that they'll they'll throw something in as a not um, <clears throat> not something that happens in an episode, but something that is because it happened, then they have to go do this in this episode, right? Like so, like the Conficker worm that went after uh, 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 nuclear factories in in Iran. Well, like as soon as he's mentioned in all that, you know, I go, oh yeah, yeah, well that happened. That, that's mm-hmm. real. That's a real thing. It's not, you know, uh, unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so not, not a fan of scorpion, then I'm assuming. Uh, um, no. <laughs> uh, what was the what's the tagline for scorpion? I know I listened to it. The most such and such thing on TV. I don't remember what it was, but oh, it's so bad. It's uh, it, yeah, no, I'm not. I, it, I'm I'm all about I'm all about you know kind of just turning off your brain and getting lost in the story. But even I couldn't hang with that one. Like yeah. my husband was giving me the look, like really, really. I'm like I I can't defend it. I'm let's no. We're done. So Matt and I Matt and I are in the same boat on that. Where Stacia loves suspension of disbelief, and and then there's certain things that I'm just like what? Uh, <laughs> you've just taken me completely out. And and the first example I could tell you was. Um, there was a remake of The Jackal, and it was uh, Bruce Willis and Richard Gere. And Bruce Willis is supposed to be this super stealthy assassin, you know, dude, and and they lose him. Mm-hmm. And and Richard Gere starts his monologue, and eventually he just goes, "He's on a boat in Lake Michigan." Wait, what the? How did you figure that out? <laughs> right? It's just, he just knows <laughs> it because the character needs to know it. It's lazy, and it drove me nuts. And I'm like, I can't watch the rest of this movie. Yeah, like, the, the, I'm trying to remember the name of the. It was it was a series about how like there was a power outage and all technology stopped working, and I don't remember. I don't remember what the name of it was, but Matt just was like, "Oh my god, it's that vine again," and I'm like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "They're using the same goddamn vine in every freaking scene. It's like it's the only vine that has ever grown on any building ever in this world." And he couldn't get past the vines, like it was like it was making him physically angry. And I'm like, dude, it's just a vine. <laughs> and uh, we went to uh, we have a friend that we see every Fourth of July with uh, they're like friends of friends, uh-huh. and he's an artistic director for um, for a TV series. And so he was like, all right, let me explain to you how this all works because it's frustrating for us too because you'll set up an entire scene like looking north so the cameras are going to all be facing north and then the director shows up and says no i want to face east and you're just like god damn it (laughs) we just spent the last three hours setting up north not east (laughs) well this this, the stunt team was talking about um that it's not a lot of times when you get injured it's not the the big stunt it's not the big thing that you do Mm -hmm. Uh, it's that you've done the shot and then the director goes yeah let's get one more for safety and one more for safety is it's that's the hashtag of someone's getting hurt on this take because you've probably done Ugh. it you know ten twelve times and somebody gets tired or or you know can't hold up their end of it and then next thing you know somebody gets hurt just from a from something stupid so yeah there's more to it than just the shot directors so yeah get on that <laughs> so um, yeah we're we're enjoying orphan black and then the last thing that we we're going to share and and commiserate on um, is I this morning was done with my puppy. Oh, puppy story. Here we go. And and I like he was barking, he woke Matt up. Matt was frustrated and I'm like I'm taking him to the dog park. We took him once um a couple of days ago for the first time. And cuz during the school year, 
you know, whenever Matt and I are both at work, he goes to doggy daycare and he plays and he gets his energy out. And I think we've just been home for so long and we haven't wanted to spend the money on doggy daycare for no reason. The first person who suggests you get a second dog, punch them. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know because that's one of the things I've been, I've been thinking about. I'm like, well, maybe if he has a friend to play with. Um, but we take him to the dog park and there's the little dog park and the big dog park. And the little dog park has these little yappy chihuahuas that were just having none of his guff. Oh, no. And he's trying to play with them, and they're like, no, we don't have any interest in you. I'm like, well, the whole idea is to get his energy out so that he can come home and chill. And he is. He's actually, I think, under my – he might be under my chair, but I don't want to turn and scare him. Let him, let him sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, – so he did kind of get some energy out. But, you know, I'm like, this is not what we were going for. So I look over at the, the big dog park, and I'm like, all right. There's only one big dog. Um, it's one that when we went two nights ago, the lady who, you know, it's it's Palm Springs. It's a little small town out here. And everybody knows everybody. So she was giving us the lowdown. If you see this dog, this dog, or this dog, don't bring your little dog into the big dog park. If you see the, the big white German Shepherd, she's lovely. She's a wonderful dog. I'm like, okay, awesome. I see the white German Shepherd. That's got to be her. Everybody else looks kind of medium to small anyway. We're, we're going for it. Ollie decided that he was terrified of everything that moved in the big dog park. <laughs> and so all he did was kind of cower under my seat and cower next to me. And, you know, I kind of started inching him over to where there were some smaller dogs and one of them kind of showed interest. So he was like, all right, I'll talk to you. Um, but anytime any of the bigger dogs came over and, and the Husky is, I'm not Husky, the German Shepherd is um, a month younger than he. Ollie is okay, but is already like pushing seventy pounds, and it, Ollie was just having none of it. Like behind me, he ended up in between the legs of the owner of the German Shepherd Aww. because he was like, I just I can't deal with these dogs. So we're trying to find ways to. He's discovered everything that exists two feet and up now. Like he's been kind of just on the floor, oh but now he realizes he can go up, and so he's pulling off laundry and office papers and he's found ways to, like we've moved we don't have a single toilet paper roll in the house that oh. is in the toilet paper roll dispenser they're all on the back of the toilets or on the counters because he gets them and then toilet papers the entire house we were shopping for those uh the uh, cat proof toilet paper dispensers this morning because uh brie who is our youngest kitten is now f uh one year old and uh, and let me tell you Bree's background. Uh, Bree was free, and by free I mean we didn't have to pay her adoption fees. Mm -hmm. um, there's a real cool food truck in in our area called Dave's Dogs, and they do hot dogs and other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But um, any of the animals who have been in the in the um, animal shelter for X number of days, when people come to adopt them, Dave's Dogs actually pays the adoption fee. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they've done this. I think they're up to 162 animals at this point, which is nice. pretty cool. So I'm air quoting that she was free because, yeah, toilet paper, yeah, okay, I don't know how many of those she's gone through. Um, she's not a puppy, so she doesn't eat shoes, but she has to be at the highest point in any room at any given point in time. Um, she took the curtains down this morning. Uh, <laughs> she's already taken out a potted plant, uh, a glass piece of artwork that we got the second we got back from New York that that got shattered. Oh no. Uh, and then and then, you know, just because oh, she's the she's a baby, the, the, right after we got her, the challenge was 
hey, this huge cat playground thing is only a hundred dollars, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, can you fit it in the truck? So yeah, so the free cat is anything but free, but um, yes. So yeah, she just turned one and celebrated by you know taking curtains down this morning. So I don't know that she's broken anything. I don't knock on something while I'm here, but I don't know that if uh, she's taken anything else out while we were running errands. But I'll have to <laughs> sweep. It's like I mean we've we've puppy proofed the bedroom and that's where we put him when we leave the house now because he's got access to a doggy door and he can go out in a contained area and do his business and we're fine. Yeah, cool. But like yesterday alone, he stole a washcloth, a pair of socks, um, medical paperwork. Uh, <laughs> he he got a scantron from one of Matt's tests because they have to you. Know, keep the tests like six months or a semester or something before they can shred them. And, and, um, and then we're sitting and watching Supergirl last night and he comes out with the full bath mat, like not, and it's one of those heavy kind of foam (laughs) mats that kind of has some structure to it. And it's not like he was dragging it out. He just kind of, it was airborne. Like he'd almost lifted him up with it and he just kind of ran in. And then as we were putting the, um, the bath mat back, he decided to do floor exercises with the toilet paper. Oh my God. And it's like, Oh my God, dude, it's like you, you put down, you get one thing out of his mouth and then he's got something else in his mouth. And I thought as I was bringing him into the house after the dog park this morning, I'm like, all right, we've chilled out. And, and he just in two seconds stuck his nose under uh, a shelf in our garage as I was opening the door and then runs out with a uh, paint roller roll. Oh, like just a clean paper. Like you just like the best toy ever. We don't have to buy to like when Mandy came out to my house to um, all the entire Weck podcast cast came out to meet Ollie and, and to kids. see the kitchen when we we did the um, we did a little party to just kind of celebrate the renovation being over and us having a new dog. And they gave us all these toys. And Mandy, I think, was one of the ones that gave us this um, this big like stuffed dragon and you know he just takes these things and he just flings them around but he's just as happy playing with toilet paper or a paint roller Mm. so it's like we're not going to spend any more money on toys because i've i've his his happiest toy right now is i take a piece of scratch paper roll it up and throw it on the floor and that'll keep him occupied for an hour (laughs) well our um our mini aussie shepherd emma is six Uh uh-huh When she was a puppy, her thing that she wanted to kill at all moments of every day was the stuffed green, um, uh, uh, stuffed animal muzzy that came with the the language learning software. Okay. Yeah, that that, that my son had, and he's a million stuffed animals. He didn't care about muzzy, so so she, you know, ripped its eyes out by like you know an hour into having muzzy, and um, so actually for Christmas I found her one, so she got got muzzy for Christmas. Now you had her as a puppy. Yep, yep. And and I've heard that by two they chill. Is this like a, if because I can I can survive eighteen more months of craziness. What? But I heard by two they chill. What breed is other than a hoarder? What breed is Ollie? That's the thing. He's a Havanese. He's supposed to be chill already. <laughs> so Emma's a shepherd, um, which she's always a little more active than chill because we have five cats. Mm-hmm. So she's always, you know, her, her, she's a herding dog, so she has to make sure everything is where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you know, and she'll, if if something, if there's, if any of the animals are clawing the couch, shoom, she's in from three rooms away, just you know, barking up a storm and moving them where they're supposed to be. So, 
So she's a little different. I think it's um, it's you know, it's that's in her breed. But yeah, mm-hmm. she's definitely way more chill than she. She hasn't eaten a shoe in a long time. Let's put it that way. No, that's good to know. That's good to know. Well, enough about my trials. About and this is not the Petitude podcast. So, <laughs> um, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week has been a this has been a, a busy week for work. Um, I've been teaching a, a lot of classes. We have uh, uh, some classes on uh, ransomware and, and some things like that, and proctoring labs and that type of stuff for work. But outside of work. Um, we are less than a week away from the open beta for Destiny 2, and since Happy Hour from the Tower is a mm-hmm. Destiny podcast, um, we're all chomping at the bit to, to hear every detail that we possibly can about Destiny 2. So it's going to beta next week, so we, we all pre-ordered it and got it all downloaded, but you can't get into it until until the 18th. Um, post-episode 40 of the Geek Wolf Pack podcast, yay. Nice. Um, I've, I've gone back and I was re-watching all of season one of Daredevil. Uh, while I'm on the treadmill, because it's a very fun show to watch. It's very intense. You have to crank it because everybody whispers on Daredevil, but it's <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> um, been doing blogs for Nerd Out. We actually, if well, if everybody's missing San Diego Comic Con by the time they hear this, but there's a bunch of uh, bunch of contests and giveaways that we have for that. So everything from the Rave of Thrones to um, uh, the Suicide Girls doing a burlesque, which, I don't know, the picture we have is basically a twerking stormtrooper, so do with that what you want. Um, <laughs> but in between all that, um, late at night I've been putting the headphones in and cranking some industrial music and editing book four of the Catwalk Caliber series that I write. Nice. Yeah. That's one of my, um, because I've said I, I only... I only read on vacation, <laughs> so I'm going to get a lot of reading done because I'm going to be gone for three full weeks, and uh, and that is on my I'm I'm planning on send starting the the book you sent me. How's your violence threshold? <laughs> it, it's probably better than most. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a friend I reviewed her book and she's like, oh, I'm going to review yours, and then the next thing I got from her was a message that said I I couldn't get out of the prologue. Oh wow! Okay. So so heavy about. early. <laughs> yeah, if you if you can make it through chapter one, you, you'll then you sort of sets the tone. Yeah, that's my my most recent tattoos to start with action, and that's sort of the mantra for the books. It's always you know something's got to get nuked in the beginning. Yeah, it's a it's a good way to start. Yeah, well you know so the character actually originated in a comic book. Uh, it was a comic book called Independent Voices Three, which was uh, to raise money for the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. Mm-hmm. And the cover was by uh, uh, Joe Linsner and um, James O'Barr, the guys who do Dawn and, and The Crow, respectively. And it had an ElfQuest story, and it had a Books of Lore story and some other stuff in it. But it launched on September 11th, 2001. So oh, wow. it didn't do well in the States. Maybe. Nobody wanted to read a violent cop thing in the States at that time. So did well in France, if that means anything to you. <laughs> hey, at least it did well somewhere, and that's what's yeah. important. I still have copies, so maybe we'll do a giveaway at some point. That'd be cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, but going back to Destiny now, I've I've talked to several people now about Destiny, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna get your feedback on this as well. Is this something that I should join with Destiny Two? You should buy a PlayStation. Okay. <laughs> That's the first. That I, that I can tell you is not gonna happen. It's gonna oh, have to be a computer or nothing at all. Uh, well, then uh, Brandon will probably still game with. He, he's he's on everything. He's on multiple platforms. He is our Uber gamer. Um, my kid, he, he, while we were even, he even brought the PlayStation up to vacation since it was in the middle of the day when it was too hot to go down to the beach, he would 
go level up in Friday the 13th video game or Mortal Kombat or something or play some Destiny. Um, Destiny 2, if you're asking if you're going to miss a lot of the story from the first game, you're not. Okay. Um, in the first game, one of the, the sort of flaws slash thing that became one of my favorite things to do is that a lot of the lore isn't in the game. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the companion application or it's in uh, you have to log into the website to get to it. It's through these things called grimoire cards. Um, but it, one of the things that you do to unlock some of that lore and some of those secrets is <clears throat> you have to go find things in the game. Like uh, your your companion in the game is this thing called a ghost, right? You know, mm-hmm. and so there's there's ghost hunting. Like there are dead ghosts on all these different maps, and you find them, and then each one that you revive basically adds to your to your lore, so you can then go back and read everything. And you when you've compiled this stuff, you get like the backstory of you know why is this gun called what it is, or why it, you know. The, why are the guardian? Why do the guardians do what the guardians do? Mm-hmm. Or <clears throat> my favorite, which is this this um, well, there's two. One one is this thing called the Siva, which um, humans basically built to accelerate um, construction and colonization and all that other stuff. But it it, it became um, not only artificially intelligent but parasitic. Okay. And, and so, that, like, you get this great conversation in the lore between the scientist who who discovers and develops this stuff and the company that she works for, which, of course, is like, no, 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 we don't need a kill switch. It'll be fine. Uh, no, no, you're relieved of duties. We we have enough to go on with the project. And, of course, it turns it, you know, it everything goes horribly south, which if you haven't yet figured out, that's the stuff that I'm into <laughs> when everything goes horribly wrong. <laughs> so. So there's, but there's stuff like that that you learn and uh, from the game. But you know, the 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 gist is, <clears throat> there's one last city on Earth. Everybody meets there. Uh, that's the tower. You've got this this thing called the Traveler, which is what provides you with your ability to continually resurrect and fight the war against all these aliens. Uh, and then at the start of Destiny 2, this bad guy shows up. He basically, you know, handcuffs the traveler so he can't help you, destroys the the place that you've been calling home for the entire length of the game, and you have to start all over again in, in uh out in the woods in Europe where where people are putting together a campground to try to figure out, you know, how do they you know, you know start from scratch. Mobilizing the resistance. Yes, mobilizing the resistance. Which apparently, by the way, the camp that the resistance on has a a, a working soccer field. Which nice. I, I don't know you know which side developer was like, yeah, I'll, I'll build all these guns and swords for you, but there has to be a FIFA element. Soccer's <laughs> <laughs> a big thing in Europe. I, I get it. I get it. it it's, they're going for accuracy. That's right. So, um, so it's really, it's actually really, uh, it's a good time to join. I think a lot of new players are going to join. Stacia just started playing, um, which is ironic because we bought the game originally for her. Mm-hmm. She saw some of the commercials and, and some of the live action stuff and was like, oh, this is great. And then. She tried to play it and was like, ah, ah, there's too many buttons and too many controls. And and at some point in the last month or so, uh, she said she wanted to try it again. And so Brandon figured out, you know what? You can invert the controls. And now she's like headshotting people and everything else. Like, oh, all it took was for you to do the one thing none of us thought of, which is to turn the controller basically upside down. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So it works. <laughs> Whatever. Months. That's why you can change the keystrokes. That's um exactly- that's a, that's great. The PC. Here's here's the promise I will make. I will keep my I will keep my my eyes out for affordable PlayStation 4s because that that is the that is the linchpin of this entire process because I just got a Switch 
And if I try and convince my husband that we need to spend money on yet another gaming console, like uh, <laughs> I'm going to be sleeping, sleeping with uh, with Ollie. Yes. Yeah, so tell me, what is your uh, what are the top pros of having a, a Nintendo Switch? The only pro of having a Nintendo Switch is that it is portable, because I don't console game unless. I, I don't call it console game because if I'm going to, I've got everything on computer, so why would I have a console? And that's just kind of been my mindset for, for quite a while now. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of games on the Switch right now. So what I'm kind of waiting for. Um, really only, um, Zelda right now. Um, I have snipper clips for, um, for Matt to play with me once in a while, but, you know, cause it's something that is accessible for him. But that's about it right now. I am waiting for Skyrim because the idea of being able to take Skyrim with me wherever I want to go is just, <laughs> I don't know, just amazing. So yeah. that's that's my situation. Now, if I can find a really good deal on one and I can save up for it, then then that may be a possibility. But in order to do that before September, I don't know. I don't know. And it, the only reason why I would be getting one is so I could play Destiny with all of you and yeah. Kelly and, yep. and Void. Oh, and, yeah, that's exactly yeah. Um, we own a Switch. It was my birthday present back in May. Uh, played Mario Kart, and that's it. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have an orchestra, a symphony orchestra coming here uh, at a place called Wolf Trap, outdoor place tomorrow night that's doing um, the Legend of Zelda music, including Breath of the Wild, by the way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, but I bought the Switch not for Zelda and not even for Mario Kart. I bought the Switch for a game that had not even had a release date announced yet and that is xenoblade chronicles 2 okay i played the bejesus out of xenoblade chronicles and i loved the crap out of it and that was on the wii so um it's a japanese rpg uh in the original one essentially you're you live in this colony and the entire game is played on the corpses of two gods who battled to a stalemate and killed each other and one is the Bionis, which is all the the bionics, uh, uh, the all, you know, organic life and everything else, and the other is all mechanical. And um, and so all of a sudden these you know mechanized uh, robots come in and start attacking your colony. And and through it through the course of the game, you have to build your skills, build your your party, and get other people. Build the the only weapon that can actually hurt them, which is this sword called the Monado. But you travel from like the foot of the of the Bionis all the way up to you get to the next colony and it's at like the the calf and then you get to the next one and it's like an underwater world that's in the guy's leg and then you eventually have to get to to where the two the, the two different um species meet between the Mechanis and the Bionis and it, that becomes your big epic fight and everything else but I know I logged 120 some hours on that and for me to do that in any game was crazy. Mhm. Mm yeah. And and that's and that's the thing. It's like I I have that for when like I'm I am planning on taking that to Europe with me because I will play with it on the plane and I will play with it on the ship on our days at sea. You're going to get and... caught up on podcast and play your Nintendo Switch and read. Um okay, there's still only 24 hours in each day just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, but there there's a, there's a a method to my madness because usually like I will get up and I will go to some place on the deck and kind of curl up with a, a blanket and and read for the morning there and then and then in the afternoon when Matt wants to kind of hang out in one of the lounges, then that's when I'll bring out the the gaming console and the uh, to be honest the 
the podcasts will probably only happen while we're on the plane ride, but that's going to be a good 12 hours oh, yeah. in, in the air. So that's a good 12 episodes of a podcast. So I, I think, I think I'll be able to do okay. Yeah, It's going to be an awesome trip. You're going to have such a good time. I'm, uh, I'm behind you on getting to Europe. It's, it's in the works next year's our, our 20th wedding anniversary. So there's a very, very good chance that my, uh, 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 wife who speaks fluent French, uh, fluent French, not Spanish, fluent French. I'm so used to saying fluent Spanish in this this territory, in this neighborhood. Um, uh, will you know? Maybe we'll go to Paris, which would be pretty awesome. I took I took Brandon and her to, to Montreal last year, and it was a good time. That's cool. I'm I'm still working on on getting back to the East Coast to see all of you guys. Yeah, that, has, that has to be in the work. But what what we should do is we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about conventions and maybe how we can make that all happen. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. That theme song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brennan Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD DFD. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out. To Destiny comes a new podcast three guardians who will guide you to glory honor and you yeah, know nah, not that kind of podcast this is happy hour from the tower i'm t i'm nick i'm brandon and we're going to talk about all things destiny why we play why we love punching aliens in the face and why my dad sucks at the crucible here we go a podcast for players of all levels Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. We are back, and uh, we're just going to continue our conversation about conventions. Um, do you have any more coming up that are that you're going to be attending? We do. So there is another first-time con here locally. Um, which is called NovaCon, and the big draw there is it's uh, it's Kelly Hu, it's John Wesley Ship uh, from both the Flashes, nice, uh, and then three of the cast members from Stranger Things, including Barb, uh, and they're actually doing a panel that is going to be moderated by Edgar Wright, who directed the Blair Witch Project. So that oh wow, pretty cool. Yeah, I was a huge fan when that came out, but we can, I can have that argument with your listeners on Twitter. <laughs> so there's that one. There's Super Smash Con, which is a Nintendo-themed uh, little two-day con that we have uh, coming up in August. There is Escape Velocity, where T and I are doing, I think, three panels. Nice. Um, yeah, two on music and then one on uh, AI. How real is it and how safe is it, right? For all mm -hmm. of you with Samsung TVs that are constantly listening to you and that type of stuff. Um, and that's at the Museum of Science Fiction. So that's that's a cool cool. venue. Oh, it, it's and the, and there are as many scientists there as there are uh, science fiction people. It mm -hmm. is very very heavy on the science and and um, 
with any luck, it's you know maybe we'll run into some of the folks from Star Talk Radio, which is the Neil deGrasse Tyson podcast stuff that I I love listening to. Um, and I want to say that there are others, but those are the ones that I have off the top of my head. What am I missing? I don't know. I'll think of it. I have a list, but I don't have it pulled out in front of me. <laughs> so what about you? I know San Diego is the big one, right? You're going to capture the cast of the uh, Defenders, you and L. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll net them for you. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing L. Um, it sounds like she's got a booth this year, which is crazy. That's going to be so. We were talking because uh, we were going back and forth about uh, posting on on the nerdoutapp.com about all the different giveaways and everything that that she's doing. And I said, this so this is basically. Like these these two weeks leading up, this is like Christmas if you work in retail, right? And she goes, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we will be busy. Well, I had talked to like I saw L at Comic Con two years ago, two or three years. Ago. I think it was the same year I met Kenny at Comic Con. I didn't actually meet her at the time. I just kind of got her name. Like that. This is what I use Comic Con for. I will go to a lot of the fan panels. And I'll listen to the panels, and I'll go, okay, I want to interview them. I want to interview them. I want to interview them. Fill it up for the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and so that that's kind of that's kind of what I use Comic Con for now. Um, I was looking at, I was starting to look at the um, program this this year, and I'm like, I may actually kind of stare away from some of the culture panels and go and see some of the bigger stuff because I haven't done that in two or three years. And there's some stuff that I'm genuinely interested in. But I'm, I've reached the age where I will not wait in line for hours and hours and hours to see one panel. Like, yeah. I just. Do you have a top three in terms of, and by the way, I apologize. I know I keep talking over you, but I work with salespeople all day long and this is. What <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, top three things that are draw, that you're draw to, to Comic Con. Um, this year I, I, I've only gotten through Thursday's panel guide. Um, but I think there was something on, I don't know if I still have it open. Um, there I'll was some, if you're looking for, well, I'll, I'll yeah, give me yours that you, you want to see. <laughs> I'm not going, but if I could, if I could pull a vision and leave my body and, and, and get over to Comic-Con in San Diego, uh, the defenders would be a number one on the mm-hmm. list. So stoked for that. And I, and for those folks who bashed on Iron Fist, I have a feeling he's, he's going to mature quite a bit under the tutelage of Luke Cage. So give him a chance. That's um, what I'm hoping. Very, very much hoping. Yeah, yeah. Number two is Stranger Things. I, I, it was such a just where the hell did this come from when we first started watching it that it was it was like oh man so Netflix really does have the best stuff out there right now you know and it, the argument could be made that, that that that's the case um, and then the third thing and I I know it's not for everybody and I know some people are still in the why the hell is this happening camp uh, but I am definitely on board with seeing what they do with Blade Runner twenty forty nine okay. The original was a huge influence on me. Obviously, I write very noir flavor of cyberpunk, so a lot of it comes through in, in that. Um, but so I agree. There's a part of me that's like, why didn't we just let that movie exist? But there's nothing that they can do if they even if they turn it into a you know, uh, uh, you're all gonna die if you don't find Jesus, or they go the other way and they go, uh, it's 2049 and everybody on the planet's gay. I don't care. Like, there's nothing <laughs> that they can do in this movie that will make me dislike the original. Mm-hmm. So. I'm secure in my fandom, if that's a thing. I'm not sure if it is, but those it are my should favorites. be. And, and maybe that's an episode that we need to have. Maybe even a a state of the geek episode, because uh, like that's that drives me nuts. Just because there is an all female cast of Ghostbusters does not mean that all the original uh, uh, copies have just like spontaneously combusted. It's like it, it doesn't affect that in any way, shape, or form. 
Right, you know what affected Ghostbusters more than the all-female cast of Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters 2, because it sucks. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Um, just, and, the, and the other thing, and I hope that they're there, and I don't know if they are, so this is sort of my 3B if I had to give, give you the list, mm-hmm. it, um, is that Freeform is, is airing a version of Cloak and Dagger, which was a Marvel comic duo that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. freaking loved. And they've, they've had a trailer, but that's all they've had so far. So looking forward to seeing what they do with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to see if there's any panels on that. Just on my Thursday pick list, because I've got the, the My Schedule app that okay. lets you plug it in, and just the stuff that I tagged in for Thursday. The two things that I'm really looking forward to, I am very excited, although I've got to temper it because I, I don't want to ruin it for myself if it's not good. Um, I'm very much looking forward to New Mutants. It is uh, a movie coming out in the X-Men franchise. Yeah, I'm familiar with the with the comic. Yeah, and it is by far one of my favorite X-Men titles ever, and I hope that they do it well. The casting looks pretty on point, but God only knows. Um, and then I, I am looking about f- that one than I do about Gifted, because from what I've seen about Gifted, that one I don't know if they're just trying to take a different route toward what mutants are, but I'm not sure about that one. I'm a little on the fence about that one still. Yeah, I don't know too much about Gifted. I haven't been I haven't been keeping up on it as as well as I should. I am looking forward to Marvel Inhumans. I've heard um a bunch of people kind of complaining about how the the preview looks and that there's not a lot of like Medusa doesn't look that impressive and you know, if it was Lockheed all the time, you know, awesome, but it's not you know, I guess it's not fulfilling some people's expectations for what a Inhumans TV series could be. But to me, I'm just excited to see more TV comic book stuff. We're way down the list of Marvel properties at this point. If, we, if we're doing Inhumans, and we've done the Robbie Reyes uh, Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? And and, yeah. and I like some pretty obscure stuff in the Marvel um, portfolio. I don't know if you could how you would do it, but I would love to see Power Pack show up in something. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe in, maybe some in, in one of the Spider-Man some flavor of Spider-Man. I'd love to just see them in, in something. Um, there was a, a really limited run of a thing called Strike Force Moratori, which was uh, aliens were invading, and so human volunteers could get injected with this thing that would give them superpowers. Uh-huh. But they basically had like a 12-month lifespan. And Yeah, I've, I've heard of that one. It was, it was really crazy in terms of like, well, don't get attached to any character. Like, this is... <laughs> it's you know in a way it's what the walking dead has become right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is you, you get that the walking dead is them not the zombies right so you know um and i was you know man glenn i told everybody at work i said whenever they kill glenn i'm taking monday off and i didn't i, I soldiered up but <laughs> well i that was i mean spoilers oh, spoilers, kill glenn. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um i still have, i haven't watched anything this season uh we we couldn't get past the, the, the even the rumors of the violence in the first episode, and uh, those rumors and, were accurate. Yeah, and and my husband doesn't do um, violence, and I didn't want to put him in that situation. So if you could, if you could isolate the scenes that have Kari Payton as King Ezekiel, mm-hmm. and just watch those because those aren't very violent. But he's you know he's also the voice of Cyborg on Team Titans, so that his char- his charisma just shines through even in as dismal a setting as that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were lucky to have him and the guy who plays Jerry at, at Awesome Con, just a, a very the, the very comedic um, uh, individuals. 
does the the um violence taper off after the first episode or is uh, it just that that's just what they're doing this season it's yeah it it's it, it's rough for me and and usually nothing gets me like with the exception of, of of once once brandon was born and then anything that had violence against kids i needed to like take a minute mm-hmm. uh, and even if it was like cartoony and bad like it, once you have a you know once you're a parent that it changes what affects you yeah. um yeah now he's a little older and I, and I got it and everything's cool but um yeah it's it's just tough i it, if you don't like the violence i think maybe you know go back to supergirl <laughs> especially, any, especially any of the um you haven't seen the musical yet right no i haven't seen the musical episode yet. God, go there <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. well my i mean i going back to, to comic-con i think the big thing that i'm looking forward to this year is i'm i'm just i, I think i'm gonna just kind of do things a little bit differently i do want to hit a couple of the fan culture panels but i may go up to the the library and and look at some of the podcasting stuff they have i may just kind of explore the the extended comic-con because hall h and uh ballroom 20 uh, 21 just not they're just not accessible and i i can see all the big announcements when they come out that week so for me, it's like I, I want to do stuff there that I'm not going to be able to see in the news. Stuff that's going to help me connect with other fans, things that are going to help me feel like um, I'm learning stuff about my fandoms and I'm learning stuff about my community and my culture. Cool. Uh, yeah, and then, and so that's that's kind of what I'm I'm focusing on. I'm looking forward to to catching up with Elle, although I'm sure she's going to just be mad busy most of the weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. Do you read any digital comics? Uh, I haven't, but I'm looking into it because uh, I, I just got uh, a LA Library card. I renewed my card and and got like Overdrive and Hoop, Hoopla. Yeah. Are Are you caught up on uh, Daredevil? You watch season two? Yeah. Punisher. Um, there's a there's a there's a Daredevil storyline called Born Again, um, which I may send you a copy of just. Because it's what I want them to do in season three. Okay. <laughs> and I think I think you'll appreciate it. I know I have the graphic novel, but I don't know if I have it in electronic format. So I may I may find a reason to give that to you on uh, on Amazon. Um, the ones I left out because I know I was talking about a bunch of them are uh, Baltimore Comic Con, which will will be at that. Um, Capclave, which is really more of a writer thing. There's a Supernatural Con, by the way. I don't know if you knew that or not, but we get a Supernatural convention every year here in Northern Virginia. So if you have uber fans of Supernatural, they can come to Alexandria in uh, November. And then uh, Anime USA is in December. So I won't be at that one, but, you know, or, but Nerd Gains will be there, so say hi. Now, you guys do a lot of panels. We did, we did uh, NerdCon, and we're not doing it this year. Um, I love that panel. I'm gonna be out of town. Yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun panel. Yeah, but this, you guys do a lot of stuff, and, and how is that drug. for you? you know that, right? What was that? This podcast is a gateway drug. You totally got me into all these other freaking podcasts and, and a blog job because of uh, starting listening to you. So <laughs> shake my imaginary fist in your direction. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I will I will own that. Um, <laughs> Good. You should. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I, I think it's great that you do so many local cons and that you're able to get panels. Like, are do you reach out? Do they reach out to you? How does that work? Because I would love to get into that kind of stuff a little bit more. I, I don't know when I would have the time, but we I would re- definitely like to do it. We reach out to everybody. So, um, and I don't know if that's how NerdCon worked out for you, but we do uh, a, a little bit of a different flavor to our author bios. 
um, that basically talk about a little bit of you know what we write and some of our background, uh, and then we we have a list of panels, whether it's individual or or it's it's a joint thing, where we say so you know which one do you think fits this con, mm-hmm. and so and so we then sort of just kind of cut and paste from that master doc and say here and then you know if it's <clears throat> we know a lot of these cons around here know each other so the arcade uh, that's at Magfest, the team behind that retro arcade provides that arcade to blurred con and to awesome con and to the other cons and so when we put in there um by the way we did this at magfest for three straight years a lot of times they're like oh oh you know the magfest guys so okay i can go ask them you know if you're legit so you know it's it's always who you know right it's yeah always who it's you know. just yeah it's marketing yourself and then just kind of writing the 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 network yep yep and so so that's what's worked out you know, well for us. And, uh, and, and, and that's why it was at, at BlurredCon where it was all about inclusion and all about just, you know, celebrating everybody from, from every different walk of life. That's why we decided to pitch this, the, the being better geeks panel that, mm-hmm. that you actually had come up with, uh, that, because, you know, we could have done the music thing, but I don't know that it would have resonated the same way that, that having a, a panel on inclusion did. I mean, there yeah. were people there who, I, who drove three hours to go to a city to meet up with their other friends, to get on a six hour Greyhound bus to get down here to, you know, celebrate a day and a half with uh, a bunch of other people just because it was it was the first time that this, you know, this type of thing's been celebrated. So it was it was awesome, awesome, awesome to be a part of that. I can't even tell you. That's awesome. Yeah, we're we're doing um out here the the one that I am assuming, although, you know, never never assume, but I, I will be contacting the, the coordinator soon. Um in November we have Palm Springs Comic Con. And the fun thing about that is, uh, I think Kelly Hightower is actually going to be flying out and oh. hanging out with us that weekend. So that is going to be a weekend of craziness and hilarity. Now I'm not, I'm not holding her to that because life happens, but that is what we're currently trying to figure out. And I I'll think... be close. I'll be in Vegas. So I'll, I'll throw something in your direction. Hopefully it catches the wind and, and reaches Palm Springs, but yeah, I'm in Vegas that weekend. Oh, that's so frustrating. We've got to get you. We've got to get you out sometime to, to here. And and when I go back east, although it's going to be less frequent because now Matt's parents are out here with us. Right. Well, but here's a, here's the good news. So, uh, Stacia's business partner now has moved out, um, to I believe she's in San Diego. Okay. And that's where her uncle lives too. So, flying out west is now. It's now a business expense. So nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, working for a nerd out, a lot of the stuff gets. I I can get some press credentials to that and everything else too. If if you get massively addicted to Destiny, um, it is our goal as Happy Hour from the Tower to attend uh, Guardian Con, which is a Destiny convention down in Tampa. Okay. Now, yeah, and we have the dates on that too. It's already it's in mid July, so. Hopefully we can we can make all that happen. Now it's not hockey season, so I don't get to watch my beloved Tampa Bay Lightning, but it'll be good to go anyways. So we'll see. They actually raised a million dollars for St. Jude as oh, wow. like a, That's good. Like a marathon video game play session this year. It was really cool. That's awesome. It's like and that's the other thing. I think it's really cool when when all of these kind of branch out and do um fundraising for different causes because I think that that's like if you can't give back to the communities you're in then why are you doing it yeah you know, I, why, why, like is it, you can't you can't exist in in a in a vacuum like what what we do affects other people and if we can you know there's a lot of toxicity out there so if we can kind of counter that with with good deeds I think that's a, a way to go yeah 
And I have good news for you, which is, uh, you said Palm Springs Comic Con, right? So August? Uh, no, that's Comic Con Palm Springs. What so, the so here's the deal. Up, oh, hold on one second. So maybe Let I me... won't. I won't be in Vegas after all. So, so Kari Kari Payton is going to be at that one. Yeah, the, here's here's the difference between Comic Con Palm Springs and Palm Springs Palm Springs Comic Con. Um, we the the guy who planned. Palm Springs Comic Con's name is Alex Calejo. He's been on our um, our show before. He's a really nice guy. Knows everybody in um, in Palm Springs. And so the first night that I actually met him, I'd been corresponding with him online for a while. Said I wanted to help in any way I could because you know a, a local grown um, Comic Con is is an amazing thing, and I'm I'm excited about it. Absolutely, you know, include me, please. And so we have this like village fest every Thursday, this big block party. And he said, well, meet me at village fest. We'll, we'll sit down. We'll talk. We spent the entire evening walking around and he's just promoting the entire time. Like he just, he knows everybody in the valley and he goes, Hey, there's a new comic book shop that's just opened up. Let's go check that out. So we go and check out this new comic shop. I, I meet the owner, really nice guy. And as we're talking about Palm Springs comic con, in walks these guys with flyers to Comic-Con Palm Springs. Shit. <laughs> Palm Springs Comic-Con is is set for November. It's like, I don't know, April at this point. And this can, it's going to be the first Palm Springs Comic-Con. And now Comic-Con Palm Springs comes in for August. And it was this awkward, he doesn't know, this guy who is handing out flyers doesn't probably even work for Comic-Con Palm Springs, just somebody that they hired to pass out flyers, is like wondering why we're just staring at him awkwardly, because like he has no idea that we're all here representing Palm Springs Comic-Con. And what it is, is it's one of those kind of Stanley big boxes that come in and throw a come sign get get you know signatures from people and autographs and that kind of stuff and that's awesome that's a great fun comic-con but it's not the locally grown we're doing this with local people and local vendors and everything else so different we're different, totally different vibe right so so totally awesome different vibe anyway awesome kind of built itself on pop culture um guests so like this year they had you know three or four different people from Doctor Who and they and and uh and uh and Stan Lee and and just but it wasn't wasn't about the local any anything it was about mm-hmm. let's build this up just like a Wizard World when a Wizard World comes blasting through with eight people from The Walking Dead or you know whatever whenever they they hit your city um and uh and Blurred Con was the opposite yeah so Blurred, Blurred Con was about you know, you know the local culture and everything else too so I've seen them both. Lived in both recently. Yeah, and I think, and again, well, like what we keep saying, and and Alex says it too, because now he can't have the the title of the first Comic Con in Palm Springs. But you know, he's like anything that's going to bring more geek culture to the valley is awesome, and and so it's you know it's hard. You want to, but everybody's made the same mistake. In fact, Kelly was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it out for for Palm Springs Comic Con because I don't know that I can get that figured out. By August, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> November, November is Palm Springs Comic Con, and she's like, oh, well, that's a different story. That we can figure that out, and it's actually over Veterans Day weekend. So, oh, I can't go. <laughs> oh man, 
Oh, that's that's right. It's Veterans Day. That's one of the three shows that uh, that Stacia and her business partner do every year, and uh, that's the big one because that's the Armed Forces one here. So keep them coming. Keep keep the list going. Uh, I'll trade you. We'll come out there if you come out to Magfest. How's that sound? That that you know what I will I will try and get it on the schedule. And this is this is the thing that I would love to do. It's not going to happen next summer because our our school's changing its calendar. So next summer I will literally have six weeks of summer break. Like not even like usually we get two months. And I know a lot of people are like, oh boo hoo, you don't get um you know, you, you have to, to go to work, you know, over the summer. But you don't understand unless you're a teacher, it's like it takes a lot of time to plan for these kids and it takes a lot out of you. So, you know, going just six weeks of summer and then right back in, it's it's rough. It's harsh. No cruises. <laughs> no cruises. Yeah, no no vacation for us basically. There will be Comic-Con hopefully and that's about it. But the following summer, I'll be kind of around year 3 of this podcast at that point. And I will, you know, almost year 4, and I think what I'm going to try and convince Matt to do, which isn't going to take a lot of convincing because he loves to travel, is to kind of do a tour of America and try and hit all the places that I know podcast friends of mine are. Oh wow. And see if we can just do a summer of like podcasting. And I think that would just be awesome. So nobody hold me to that, but that's that's like the pipe dream. I don't, maybe we'll even do like a Kickstarter or something for it because I think it would be fun to like go up and um, go back to Minnesota and and catch Void and and Rob and then uh, hit you guys kind of on the East Coast. I yep. don't know about Beige and uh, you know Beige is in Alabama and Kelly's in North Carolina and that's. It's a little scary, scary country for my husband and I. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, if you can get straight escorts. Maybe we'll 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 give it a try. Yeah, we had a, a buddy of ours, uh, Joe Conrath, who writes the uh, the Jacqueline Daniels, the Jack Daniels uh, crime books, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was his way of doing a book tour. Was he basically, you know, uh, chose all these bookstores where he was going to be able to come in and do signings, but for each of those cities, he you know, had a, a, a somebody in his network who lived in that city. Mm-hmm. And so he would, you know, we'd put him up, you know, when he came here, we're like, all right, so you're going to do a signing here and here, and then, you know, come crash with us that night. And then that, that kept the hotel cost off, off the, off the books. Yeah. Well, and maybe we'll combine it with like a, a nerd out, like a bunch of nerd out meetups and oh, man. like there's all sorts of stuff we can do. We can so, do. you know, yeah, right. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> Well, anything else we want to talk about as far as um, comic conventions go? Not yet. Let's see how the next couple ones go because a couple of these are first year or second year cons, and I and I want to I want to do some lessons learned on the on later in the summer when we've when we've done I would say you know five or six of these instead of the three that we've done so far. But I'll definitely uh, you'll hear you'll hear that from us because I know uh, like T and Pipper and they're in um where are they this weekend Detroit I think they're in Detroit at the steampunk thing. So, yeah, so it'll be interesting to compare notes on, you know, who went to what and, and what did you do. And hopefully you guys get to do some more panels because the one you did at NerdCon was really good. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think maybe what we'll do is maybe sometime later in the year, like just as, as the, the year is wrapping up after Palm Springs Comic Con happens and everything, maybe we'll sit down with you and T and maybe we'll get Kelly on. And I'm, I'm now that I've discovered uh Zencaster and can get good quality calls. Um I think maybe we can start bringing in some more people onto the Geek to Dude uh episodes and not just have one-on-ones. Although one-on-ones are definitely fun. It's always it's always nice when you discover a nice new something, a setting or a tweak or whatever else that you can go, "Oh, 
man, okay, this is going to sound so much better. And then you go, oh, crap, how bad did the other one sound? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, I know there was a pocket of time there where Skype was just not friendly and some of the audio quality was awful. So I'm just apologizing right now to those yeah. of you who were like, what happened to his audio, audio quality? You didn't code Skype, so we'll give you a pass. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, as we, we close up, any, any shout-outs for this week? Um, shout out as always to my awesome family slash co-hosts of the Geek Wolfpack podcast and to T. Morris and, uh, and again, my son, Brandon, who co-host the Geek Wolfpack or no, they don't, they, they co-host the Happy Hour for the Tower <laughs> Destiny podcast. I'm so, I'm so, uh, in ready for Destiny at this point. It's the end of the week and I've been working and training people all week. So as I tell them, this is, this is the time where I typically turn the phone off and turn the PlayStation on and start shooting aliens in the face. Well, um, I, I hope you, you get some time to do that this evening. Thank you for taking some of it out to uh, to podcast with us. Of today. course, man. Always and thank you, by the way, because I always love being a part of this and, and listening to you while I'm while I'm on the road and on the train, um, trying to get caught up on this podcast and all the ones that you've introduced me to. Sorry, Excuse sorry. My... I, I am I am a, an instigator. Um I'd like to give a quick shout out because again, we're we're time traveling here, so recording this on the fourteenth of of uh july but this is going out after after comic-con so i'm gonna i'm gonna preempt a thank you to l for uh you know taking her time out to uh to say hi to me because i am sure she's been busy this entire weekend and going a little nuts but uh, a shout out to her and a shout out to all my podcast friends and uh you know i think one of my favorite things about doing this is I've got to meet you, I got to meet T and Pip, and I get to meet all these people. And I, I just a shout out to all of you guys for making this kind of a a fun little journey. Absolutely, I think we're all we're all better for it. Yeah. Now, um, don't hold me to this because again, I'm pre-recording. Like literally, I'm doing six podcasts in the next six days. Um, <laughs> next week, I think we will be talking to G.S. Denning, who is the author of the Warlock Holmes series. So that is the plan. Depending on how episodes fall, it may also be Brian Johnson from the Average Geek Show. But it will be one of those two. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Brian's a great guy. All right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound. is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as the geek to geek Podcast, Video Game News Now, Geek Fitness Health Hacks, and The Comic Box. And be sure to join the Reddit community at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash geek to geek cast You can currently find us at geektitude.com, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Where can we find you, Nick? Uh, you can find the podcast at geekwolfpackpodcast.com uh, or you could find me at nickkelly.com, uh, one E, not two, uh, or at nick underscore kelly on Twitter, which is where I like to be all the time. So come find me. Perfect. And we'll have all of that to the show notes so that people can find you all in one place. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks again, sir, for uh, hanging out with me, and we'll definitely have to get, do it again soon, and I will start uh, watching eBay and Amazon and all these other places for PlayStation 4s. Good. Go protect your Batman, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, sir. For all of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek. So, are we ready to go to Balticon? Well, actually, that was last week. No, 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 no. Last week was the Potter Pow Wow. 
This week is Baltimore. No, actually, it's a geeks who drink tonight at the Irish pub. You're dreaming, mate. That's tomorrow night. Oh, no, 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 no. What do you mean I'm dreaming? My memory's like a steel trap. Uh, yeah, a rusty one. Oh, this week. Guys, what? Why don't you just check out the Nerd Out app? What's the Nerd Out app? If you're looking to connect with local dungeon crawls, movie marathons, or trivia nights in your corner of the world, then you need the Nerd Out app. The Nerd Out app is your mobile planner for science fiction conventions, gaming events, film festivals, and even special museum exhibits geared for the geek in you. And if you want to catch the latest news on what's happening or coming soon to your current location, swing by nerdoutapp.com, where we feature upcoming events, convention reviews, and more. And just like the blog, the Nerd Out app is free. Stay in the know on where to get your geek on with the Nerd Out app, available for iOS and Android.